You are now listening to the Ray of Light TV podcast. Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the Ray of Light TV podcast. Today, I am being co-hosted by the lovely Dr. Faith Abraham. If you do not know, Dr. Faith Abraham is a serial entrepreneur and master life coach. She is an award-winning coach and founder of the Life Mastery School, a program created to equip, teach, certify, and amplify the transformation that comes through the power of coaching. Dr. Faith helps businesses and people from all walks of life achieve profitable businesses and personal success by identifying their superpower. She has been noted as a top-ranked coach plus counselor on Thumbtack and within Sandy Springs, Georgia, and has also obtained her PhD in counseling. As an author of many books, including the wildly popular book, Social Issues, she still makes time to nurture her marriage to the husband of her youth of 16 years, although she doesn't look a day over 25, and raise three beautiful children. Dr. Faith loves to mentor and encourage and help transform the lives of others, as well as inspire them to achieve success through self-mastery. Dr. Faith, welcome. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Thank you for having me on your podcast. Yes, I am amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And so just to give a little disclaimer for all of my subs listening, Dr. Faith and I met in the most unlikely of ways. So let me give you a, te- <laughs> yes, let me give you a testimony to the power of networking and just opening up your mouth. So I met Dr. Faith. She was humbly serving as a vendor of GoatCon conferences, promoting her um, businesses and brand. And I saw her kind of on the side. She was looking on her phone and something was like, go at, go, go talk to that lady. And so I was like, hi, can you record my video? Like, first of all, let me tell y'all, when y'all see this video, y'all are going to think Dr. Faith is a teenager, even though she is an adult, <laughs> beautiful in her business. I'm like, oh, this is this girl my age. Let me ask her, can she record my video? And so she politely <laughs> said, yes, she wasn't, no, let me tell y'all, she wasn't honorary. She wasn't like, I'm Dr. Faith. I have a PhD. You better go find somebody else to do your video. She said, absolutely. And then after she recorded an amazing video, she actually gave me um, some very nice feedback and I asked her to be on my podcast. And um, so it just amazes me that you never know who you are in the presence of, which is why it's always important to open up your mouth, be kind to people and to treat everyone with that same level of, um, I guess, authority. I would have never known Dr. Faith was who she was, such the woman of who she was and to even be in her presence is so amazing. Um, but it's just a testimony to you always treat people uh, with a certain level of godliness, a certain level of honor. And then when you do that, you reap their reward. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So Dr. Faith, has there ever been an example where um, just opening up your mouth opened doors for you? Listen, can we, let's just be, first of all, let me just say, I think that it's hilarious when people look at me and they're like, Oh, like how old are you? Like you're 25 or something. No, for like, real. I feel 25 in my spirit. Girl, but been married for 16 years where? Three children where? <laughs> it's so funny to me because it, honestly, like I feel like I'm 25. Like I feel like I have so much ahead of me. I just feel vibrant. I'm like, God has so much for me. I'm just ready. But I'm really 40. And there has been a long way getting over here but um I think that's so funny it it just tickles me every time but 
I can honestly say opening my mouth has been, and I'm, I'll just say like, I'm a very, I don't even like to say shy. I'm a, I'm an introvert. I'll say introvert. I don't like to say shy because a lot of times we claim those titles because of things that have happened to us. And it's just a side effect of our trauma or our experience, but it's not really who we are. So I'm not shy, but I am introverted. And one of the things that I really came up against just my whole life was just using speaking up. I was a people pleaser. I'm the oldest of five kids. My parents are immigrants from Nigeria. So we struggled. Like we, they literally left their homeland to come over here and they started from scratch, like scratch, nothing, you know? So my mindset as a kid was, I'm going to help my parents as much as possible. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm not going to cause an issue. You know what I mean? Like I just took on this. So I was very much so like whatever my parents needed, whatever they needed me to do, whatever I needed to do. That's And then as I got older, I continued in that. So my, I wasn't used to using my voice. I promise you I'm going to answer this question. <laughs> I wasn't used to using my voice. But as I got older, especially in business, like it was literally like God was like, you, you got to open your mouth. I'm not going to do anything for you that you don't have enough boldness and confidence to speak out with your mouth wow. and the authority I've given to you. I'm not doing it. I'm just waiting for you. Like, oh God, I'm waiting. Lord, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting. Uh-uh. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to open your mouth. I'm waiting for you to decree and declare a thing. I'm waiting on you to speak life over your business. And when I was like, literally had started my business and I didn't have any clients, I was like, mm. okay, this not it. This yeah. not, I have a minimum of 15 clients every month i'm booked busy and blessed my people come to me they find me on social they find me in the streets they find, like i was just saying i started saying everything <laughs> it's like my perfect clients they love me and i love them we uh, transform holy spirit is in the room or a uh, zoom call after a while holy spirit take control like what holy my spirit activate yes that when i saw that thing i was screaming because I'm like yes literally <laughs> so no. that my mouth has everything to do with where I am like some of the stuff I'm seeing right now in my life I'm like ooh, I used to I used to pray for, I used to pray for this like and I get really excited so it's just powerful it's really like he's really like I gave you authority I need you to use it yes I, I think those words are so powerful, especially to young women, because I don't know what it is that makes us feel like we should be um, the underdogs or not speak up or not talk to people who are in positions where we want to be in. And I think that speaks a lot to the people pleasing. You want to maintain this image. Yes. of I don't want to seem like I'm being a groupie. I don't want to seem like I'm being uh, trying to use people. But the thing is, like, if you don't open up your mouth, nobody's going to know. Nobody can read your Nobody. mouth. And I love what you said that, um, and I watched one of your reels today, I shared them, and it said, nobody is coming to save you, not even God. Like, not even God is coming to, uh, to, to put you in those places. You have to have that kind of self-drive and self-motivation to do it. And I love that you say, you know, nothing moves. Nothing moves in the atmosphere in our voice-activated kingdom unless we do the work. You That's know? it. No, for real. Because if you think about it, like I, the way I explain it is like the supernatural, right? We're always like, God, do the supernatural, do the miraculous. Yes. But when you really read 
biblical stories and when you study the word, one of the things that you'll notice is that anytime a miracle took place, the person, mm -hmm. the people, you know, if it was like a group of people or it was just a person, they had to do something. And I always call that something the natural. When you do your natural, God does the super. So when you get the natural plus the super, now you got the supernatural. You, he's not going to do nothing if you're not in position. If you're not ready, ready to run the play, he ain't gonna, he, coach ain't going to call you in, okay? Let's be clear. There's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's things on the earth that resemble heaven, that resemble like heavenly principles. And he, there's no one that God called that wasn't doing something. Mm. Even if they were doing the wrong Ooh. thing, they were still doing something. That's a word. They were still doing something. Girl, I hear that, guys. That was a whole word. And, and you know, even speaking to that, I, yeah. I am very observant, even looking at anything like your last name being Abraham. Abraham got called him out. He said, come out from your family, come out from the people yep. that you know. And even just talking about you being an immigrant of Nigerian parents, you are probably the first in your family to be doing something like this. And it's just like, God took your doing, God took your natural, added his super. And now you're at a place where you're having, you know, 15 clients a month, multimillionaire, um, just, just, just doing amazing things. And I just think that God is so intentional with those little things, even the power of our name. I was like, okay, Ava, okay, leader of nations. I want to get with her. I want to get behind what she's doing. And so that's just amazing. Thank you. I, hey. Yeah, the power of a name. And the thing is like, you know, for some of us, so in um, a lot of African cultures, but I'll just speak on um, Nigerian culture specifically, your name means something. So when your parents name you something, it means something and that's basically what they're saying and forecasting for your life so every time they call you they're calling for that thing that they've named you mm. so a lot of times just that that alone right that alone a lot hurt. of times yeah we a lot of us like we may not have had that you know here because you know i feel like you know, I just call myself Nigerian American. My my blood is Nigerian, but clearly my upbringing is predominantly American because that's what I've been immersed in. So I have one foot in Nigeria, one foot in America. <laughs> so it gives me like this very special way of operating. But with a lot of my American people, like we don't have those type of names. And so I'm like, but yo, like you can literally ask God for your for your biblical name you can ask god for your heavenly name you can ask god like how does he see you and begin to call yourself that so if you're a esther if you're a deborah if you're a you know what i'm saying like if you're one of the type, you know the daughters of zelephahad who stood their ground and got their inheritance by fire by force yeah. then call yourself that and let that thing come into you and manifest in your life the way it ought to. Absolutely. Like that is the, the even the Bible says the earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. But we're not going to be those people. We're just sitting there waiting for God to do everything. Like we got to step up. We got to be aggressive. We got to say, listen, I'm going to occupy until he comes. Mm. That's what he said. So that's Ooh. what I'm going to do. 
I love that. I'm going to act. What am I hiding for? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to hide. I'm like, we're going out here full force. So it doesn't, you know, that part of the reason why I'm not, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm who I am. For what? We all, we really all on the same level. (laughs) We really want to, we all at the same level. We're all seeking to be everything God called us to be. Right then and there, that puts us all at the same place. Absolutely. So why would I treat one person differently than somebody else? I don't care if you're the janitor, you're the CEO, you're a multimillionaire, or you just making it out the mud. I know all those levels. I've been in all those places. It does not even matter. Like at the end of the day, we're all striving to be everything God made us to be. That's it. That's it. And you add value. Like, I didn't know you from a can of paint beautiful so i was like okay come on hair you got the color popping and everything you got your glasses going and you know i'm a glasses girl hey you know <laughs> i was like who is this i like her so when you i was like let's go and we're gonna make that content if we talk about content i'm gonna make that content okay let's be crystal clear <laughs> on that we're gonna make the content yeah. so you know i was like you but you have something to offer you have a podcast you are able to get people's story and get people's thoughts into the world in a level in a way in a level that I can't I can only do so much for me but it's when I partner with other people of like-mindedness of like-heartedness you know we we literally linked in the spirit before we linked physically that's why we saw each other we noticed each other because we connected already wow Yeah, it was already done. The timing of it, because I wasn't even going to leave the vendor. Like when I I was there, I wasn't even going to leave. I was like, oh, all right. No, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. And I was telling you. I went. And then I came out. And then that was kind of like when I was like, oh, she's kidding. You're like, hey, can you do it? Yeah, let's do it. It just happened just like that. It's divine. Guys, listen. Guys, Dr. Faith just said so much with the power to name. I hope y'all go back and listen to that over and over and over again because a lot of people don't have parents like us. Like, even though I'm not of, you know, I don't know my African descent, my mom always. Girl, you from you you from, you from the West? You I'm, from I'm, the West West African areas? From the West African? Speak it over me. West African, <laughs> all of that. That's uh, that's you. <laughs> even though I didn't know, my mom always taught me my name so even from the beginning when she said your name is Raven my name is actually Raven Lynn she um told me that it was a biblical name so when I look up the story of the Raven feeding Elijah in the wilderness I always Mm. tell myself I am she I'm the unlikely one who gets the job done nobody would think God would say that God would send his prophet his king into the wilderness to be fed by what was called an unclean bird I'm gonna finish out (laughs) what uh, hold on Yes. God chose me. God chose the raven. She is the unlikely one who will get the job done every single time. And when I, I say that, that and when I speak it, I even feel God right now. When I say it and I speak it, it does something into the air. So I always know that by my name. So it's so powerful to, you know, know the power of your name, get connected to your yes. biblical name. Yes. It's amazing. Um, Ooh, so yes. I love that. That is so good. <laughs> Thank the you. unlikely one. You better come on. 
the unlikely one yes okay so my my next question because i know we got to get into business because my people like oh, i want to get the i want to know i want to know um so how did you get into business and entrepreneurship i would like to know your story here's the thing so my i told you my parents are immigrants they worked a job as much as they could and they ended up having five kids i'm the oldest of five so there's a lot of mouth to feed okay and my dad has always been an entrepreneur. I remember the days going to his wash hysteria and I'm, you know, checking people out. If they needed some change, I get some change. If they needed the, the detergent or whatever. And I would just be like, oh, you have some extra change. Do you want it or can I keep it? Oh, you can keep it. Just working my little personality, working my charm when I was young. And then my mom, she went to law school and she ended up opening her, her own practice. Later on, my dad um, did, uh, is into home health care. He's still doing that to this day. And my mom's still a, a lawyer, but I want to retire her soon because I know she's a bad chat. But anyway, um, so I have a lot of entrepreneurship, but for whatever reason, I really wanted to climb the corporate ladder. Like that was just everything to me i wanted to climb the corporate ladder i wanted to make the six-figure income i was gonna be walking in with my power suit honey with my briefcase here like i already saw it for myself like i was like yes this is my life this is how it's gonna be you know <laughs> but that's not what happened i just it things just weren't working it was like a lot of frustration i think it was intentional it was a lot of um like just warfare to move up and to get into those places that i knew i was qualified for beyond qualified for it just wasn't working and i was very frustrated and i got to the place and i had gone through my i had gotten my masters with my first daughter and then i had finished up my phd and so i my i was just like babe i'm putting out resumes i'm going you know and i'm talking about resumes with customized cover letters for each submission that's a lot of work it's not like you know i'm customizing it for each and every submission i'm not getting anything and he was like babe why don't you just open it if they don't want to open their door for you open build your own door walk through your own door wow mm. bro you ain't said nothing but a word hold up <laughs> And that's why you got to be married to the right people, though. Listen, because he's not, he, my husband, if you see him on Instagram, uh, at Lee Abraham, in his stories, he shares me. On his page, he shares me. I'm like, babe, you got to, you got to have your flow and everything. But, you know, I be making my stuff, my thing all cute. And he's like, I'm just going to post it. Okay, do what you do. <laughs> like, he is proud of me. Like, he just share. He do not care. You know, and I'm like, okay, so I said, I'm gonna use my PhD. And I have been um, coaching and counseling for years for free. I was just doing it because I was just doing it. And I'd be the person, people would call me, oh, you got five minutes? Girl, it ain't no five minutes. That five minutes turned into 60 minutes, 90 minutes. I'm like, look, girl, I got to go. My child is crying. I got to go, you know? <laughs> and they would be taking my advice. And I was like, okay. I'm gonna build my own door. And that's what I did. And so I started my coaching and counseling business. That was in 2016. And we've been blowing and going ever since. Now, let me just say this. It's been very a great journey, but I 
skip over a whole pocket of failures, ups and downs, business ventures that did not go so well. And part of the reason why I want to share that, especially with the audience, is that a lot of times we look at people and we only see the highlight reel. But y'all don't know the times when we invested thousands of dollars that we didn't have and it didn't work. Where we were sitting there eating ramen noodles and rice and stew, which is a staple uh, dish in West Africa, you know, rice and stew day after day because we just didn't have the money to be eating no shrimp and, and having a different type of meal every day of the week. Now, nah, boo boo, we're not going out to eat. We eating McDonald's dollar menu, okay? And that was like mouth to eat. That's a date. <laughs> <laughs> like people don't know about those times where we literally relocated to Atlanta in 2010 with our refund check. Mm. Mm. That's, that's the money we had. We relocated with our refund check and we knew God was telling us to come here. But even when we got here, we struggled like a mug. Like we was looking through the couch and everything for coins just to put gas in our tank. Never getting it to F. And one way you can please me is put that gas tank on F. Full. <laughs> okay, I just like yes. <laughs> a full thing again. Like, a full thing again. You know, hey. just being excited. <laughs> to this day, y'all, I still get excited. It's a little thing because I remember those times where, you know, that that thing was down there and there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. There, I just there's nothing I can do about it. So we're here now. But it was, it was a lot of growing pains, a lot of growing, and then mental growth too, like just in our capacity. So, cause we were, my husband and I, we, we were both just broke. Like we just didn't have anything. We couldn't even pay a $440 uh, bill for our rent. You know what I'm saying? Believe in God just to pay rent. Well, when you're, you're consumed with that, how can you... Think of big things. How can you lean into the vision? It's because you're it's like you're in the middle of the struggle, but you're trying to go high. So it takes a lot from you. But and that literally became a, a, a bit of trauma for us because girl, to this day, sometimes we're like, oof, that costs too much. Okay, but you have it though. Like, what's your problem? Yeah, but I don't want to spend all that. Like, you know, you you just because you remember those days when you didn't have. And you remember those days when you had to struggle and people don't post that on social media. People don't talk about that all the time because it, it takes you back and you don't want to go back. You just want to go forward. But if people don't know, you got to work through the trenches. Like you have to increase your capacity. You have to shift your mindset. You have to be able to have the duality of being down and out but seeing your future, seeing where you're going, seeing the vision, moving, ahead, moving forward, even when there's nothing around you that looks like the future that you're trying to create for yourself, speaking life over yourself every single day, looking yourself in the mirror saying, I'm a success. There's nothing anybody can do about it. I am going higher. I am the, the girl, don't even get me started. I am the image and likeness of God. I am yes. God's best and I will see his best. I enjoy his best. I live his best. I, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to speak that thing that be not as though they were. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Ooh, you go back and look around and don't see nothing. It's a whole but Just word. believe that your words. 
<laughs> no, for real, it's a whole world. The, the one thing that God told me before I went to GoCon, he specifically said, don't go down there trying to be like them. Go down there trying to be like you. And That's what God good. told me is social media, the world is full of so many half truths. We see it and it's like, yeah, you are. The, the half of the truth is, oh, you are beautiful. You are a millionaire. That's awesome. But that's not, you don't see the background. You don't see the fullness. And that's why it's so important. A lot of us can get caught up on social media trying to be like somebody else. God is like, baby, just follow me. And, and God even put on my heart to do a live at GoatCon. God just continues to tell me, seek first the kingdom. Seek first me. Don't seek mm-hmm, these people. Mm-hmm. Don't seek these people because they're not even giving you the full truth. And y'all trying to follow them like they're the way, the truth, and the life. And God is saying, I've laid out everything in my word. Be an ambassador of me, and I will take you to places that they could never go. And that's That's right. what God told me is if your goal is to strive to get a Bentley or to get a Lamborghini, baby, the ball is too small. My my inheritance is the kingdom of God. And I believe that. And so when I start living my life in accordance with his word and 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 living the Bible as my blueprint instead of somebody else's TikTok as my blueprint, my inheritance automatically becomes larger. And then like you were saying, I see God supernatural. And I'm like, God, why are you doing me like this? Why, why are you trying to snatch my wig at GoCon? I'm just trying to come here and get my coins. <laughs> but yes, that, that. they're so good though. And that's a, that's a really true story. And one of the things like when I talk to people, um, so you may not know this, but my husband and I, we have pastored right now. We're on sabbatical, but we've pastored for, we've been married uh, 16. So probably like a year in, Okay, let's say about 15 years. My husband and I pastored. And one of the things that we ran across in just in our ministry and the way we did things, because we're not afraid to talk about money. People label it the prosperity gospel, but we never felt like it was prosperity gospel. We just felt like it was God's vision for our finances. When you really look at the people that walked with God and had a relationship with him. They never lacked. Abraham had so much that he gave his nephew choice over what part of his land that the nephew wanted. You don't, you, if, if you struggling, you're not going to give nobody a choice. You're going to say, this is what you're going to take and take this right here and stay in your lane and be right over here. But he said, just what what you want, what you want, Lot, just what you want. And let Lot choose. They had so many servants and so many lamb and goat, and that was the currency of the day that their people were, we don't, he was like, "Uh uh-uh, I want peace. Abraham was a very peaceful man. I want peace to a fault. But, uh, you you know, y'all choose the part. And whatever part you want, we'll we'll make it, see what I'm saying? Solomon didn't even ask God for it for wealth or money. He asked him for wisdom. And he said, bet. Now, this is my rendition, okay? So don't come to, oh, she God just said, bet. No, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is how I did. Okay. Solomon said, give me wisdom. God said, bet. Not only am I going to give you wisdom, but I'm also going to give you wealth and riches. Amen. These are people that walked with God. Paul, he was a tent maker, but Paul's business made was basically a way of ministry as well when jesus called his disciples he called fishermen that they were doing business 
So I'm saying all of this to say that that was one of the things that really separated us and we got a lot of flack for, which was talking about money, talking about financial astuteness, talking about financial health, being well. You know, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers. But it's hard for your money to prosper, your mental to prosper, your emotions to prosper, your body, your physical body to prosper, your spirit to prosper. If your soul is traumatized, broken, beat down, ain't no type of healing that you ever see. Your, the generational curse has just got you laid out flat, child. You just look at a hot mess. Okay, you can dress it up with Balenciaga all you want to, but we can see we can see your spirit is hurt. You won't. You won't. I'm just saying, we can see it. We can with the glasses off. We can see. You understand it? (laughs) So we got a lot of slack for that, right? And one of the things I always tell people is that your God is not limited to just church. That's Mm -hmm. one facet in which He moves and touches people. I know, I know a, a lot of religious people don't like me. They they call me a harlot, a Jezebel, everything. That's fine. That's like, fine. Because stuff. when I read the word. That's a different conversation, though. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But when I read the word, I see that there's five areas that God wants us to flourish and prosper in, which literally causes us to be like him. And I, I have an acronym called SIMPS your financial, your emotional, your mental, your physical, your spiritual. Those five areas of your life are so important. Most of the things that we do every single day revolve around those five things, right? And so this is what we were teaching. This is what we were preaching about. And we were saying, listen, your business is also a form of ministry. Because if I come encounter with you and you operate out of excellence, you're a faith-filled person. You're not shoving it down my throat or anything, but I can see that this thing is actually leading and guiding you. Like you really believe what you say you believe. Like you really walking it out. That can carry so much conviction. If I do business with you and I'm not operating in integrity, yet I call myself a believer, what does what what message does that give uh, give you and communicate to you? Not nothing. If good. I'm a teacher, <laughs> huh? I said not nothing good. <laughs> exactly. If I'm a teacher and I'm over here, don't have any kind of patience, cussing the kids out, mumbling under my breath, but I call myself a believer. What does that communicate to that kid? So ministry is not just church. Ministry is everything that you have your hand on that has the ability to speak about the goodness of God Mm. to another person. So why do we limit ourselves and limit our faith to just Sunday or Saturday, whenever you go to church at, whatever, okay? Why? When we literally are ministry, when I go to the store, when I interact with my children's uh, teachers, when I interact with my neighbors, when I... I am the I am ministry. When I'm healthy in those areas, financial, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, I'm literally emulating and representing my daddy. Yes. Mm. But you want to know why? 
because they don't have a relationship with their dad. They don't have a oh. relationship with their daddy. We've limited, we've limited God to being a set of rules or a set mm. of tight stoicism. And it's like, if you come back to the basis of Christ, Christ, while we were yet sinners, he came down here and put his life on the line for us. That should speak to how deep his love goes. That should speak right. already to right. you that it's more than just what I do right or what I do wrong. And that God came down here. He set, he, he, he conquered everything, every trial, every tribulation, so that we yep. could walk in that victory. That says already, God, like something that a prophet says that I really love. She says, the blood goes before me like a red carpet. God loves me that much. That oh, much. Oh, that's the language now. You that much. Now, I love that. That oh, much. And when, you, and when you set your mind, like God says, setting your mind on things above and already starting from that base of God loves me. I'm his daughter. I'm his chosen one. He died for me. He took stripes for me that I would be healed, that I could be prosperous, that I could be victorious. Then you're like, what else could I do but preach? The ministry then is birthed from you. It literally comes out of here, out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water. But it starts with that relationship. And when you don't have, listen, I'm almost done. The Bible says you will know them (laughs) by the fruit, that you will know them by the fruit that they bear. If you don't have a relationship, how can you think you can bear good fruit? I was reading a message yeah. because sometimes even as a young entrepreneur and a faith-based person, I'm like, God, do you, do you really want me to pursue this? Do you want me to do this? Should I stay in my little box? The Bible says, I, I want, the Bible says, abide in me and I, and, and I and you, you will bear much fruit so that they will know you as my disciples. When mm-hmm, we bear fruit, mm-hmm. we are showing that we are the highest king's disciples. It's simple. You just got to love him and know him. I'm telling you. Then you bear good fruit. That's what I'm just, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) No, that's, and that's it. And it's hard. I mean, like how do if I tell you all the story, I can't, I don't even have enough time to tell (laughs) all the story. How can I not love him after all he's done for me? How can I not all the things that I've been through? They told me, oh, um, after I had my first daughter and had all the health issues and the stuff I had to go through with that, do you want to cut them or you want to burn them? I'm sorry, what? Are those the only two options? (laughs) Girl, literally, I was like, we didn't didn't discuss this, okay? (laughs) There was no discussion. I I was looking shook, okay? And I was like, let me think about it. And she was like, I had to bring that up because every time you have a child, you literally run the risk of dying. The child, you may bear the child, but you yourself could lose your life. So this child, my, my first child, my daughter, according to the doctors, should have been the only child I have. I have three, and I'm talking to you today. You know what I say all the time? I love to tell people, don't prophesy to me. Don't prophesy to the prophet. You don't know anything. <laughs> don't no, no. don't speak my into daddy my life. Don't even open don't your mouth. Don't to the prophet. Don't listen. <laughs> and I said, okay. Tell you what, I'm gonna keep them, and we'll see what we're gonna do. I told, I said, God, now you know, good and well. I said I would have at least two kids, at least two, no more than four. I said, how she gonna sit here and tell me? I said, no, I speak life over my body. My body can hold babies. My blood is strong. I'm yeah. gonna. Do- and I had my second child two years later when I popped up in her office. I said, hey. <laughs> hey, girl. <She's> <laughs> and she was like, 
okay. And I was like, okay. Look, I did what I did. Then I had my third child. I had my third child in um, here in Atlanta. And I had a African-American doctor this time. And she was like, oh, no, we, we, we got this. And I was like, oh, you get, you do what you do. And I'm going to do what I do. I know what I do. I know who my daddy is. I know the promise he made me that I'm going to have this child and I'm going to live after I have this child. You know, like I, there, I have so many testimonies, so many stories. My child, they said, uh, my second son, my first, my second child, first son, um, was diagnosed with autism. They said, oh, he may be nonverbal. Don't expect this, that, that, that. I said, okay, no problem. Girl, after I cried, and let me tell you, I cried. I said, let me pick myself up. And I began to speak life over my child every single night. There was a time, they do not go to sleep unless I pray for them because they know that uh, the power of a praying mama, it's not even my, it's not even me. It's the God behind me that backs up my prayers. My son speaks very well. He is in, uh, you know, regular general ed classes. He plays the trombone. He's one of the best trombone players in his school. He taught himself how to play the drums. My son be out at, mom, can you buy some steak? Why? Because I'm going to cook it up like Gordon Ramsay. Let's go. Like, you know what I'm saying? And y'all say that he was no, don't, I can tell you story after story after story after story of what my daddy has done for me. Yes. You really think I'm going to keep quiet? You really think y'all not going to hear me testify? You out your mind. That's <laughs> Don't I have too many stories to tell. I have too many times that I've overcome. And so I tell people like, look, you don't have to have a ministry or have a church or have a microphone in your hand. You represent daddy every single day, every single day. And the things that you do, somebody is watching, somebody is paying attention to you. So you've got to live your life in a way that represents him, that represents the kingdom, that five years down the line, you're going to be satisfied with. Of course, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but at least in the moment, you're living in a way really represents daddy. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Faith, so much for coming on to the podcast today. This was an Thank amazing conversation. Me. We got to have a part two. The sorry written in the, written in the heavens. So we're going to come back for a part two at a later date. But thank you so much, Dr. Faith. Um, Thank you. Look forward to talking with you soon. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You guys, wasn't that just amazing? If you enjoyed the podcast, I want you guys to please go follow us both on social media at Dr. Faith and my Instagram at Raven Lynn. Please join us next week for another great interview um, from, from another guest. If you feel free to donate, please do so at the website www.rayoflighttv.com. I love you guys and see you soon.